the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. In Numbers chapter 33, there is a lot of moving on the part of the Israelites as they get up and move here and get up and move there. 42 times to be exact. We're looking at a couple of those times next on Way of Grace with Pastor Jessica Stan. Ministry of Grace Bible Church here in Hayward, online at grace-bible.com. This is Way of Grace with our teacher and pastor, Jessica Stand. We invite you to join us today as we continue our series, Arise, Move, and Go. We're in part 14 as we turn our attention to Numbers 33, verses 1 through 14. In this getting up and moving and getting up and moving in this chapter, we see a couple of things that God lays out for us that provide great comfort for you and I, the deliverance that God brings in our lives, the training of our appetites. It's all here. Join us. As we begin our time together today, we take a look at our own wilderness wandering here today in the 21st century as it relates to Numbers chapter 33. Here's Pastor Jesse with today's program. You and I were slaves of the Egyptian system of this world, and we were used to it. Until God came along in grace and changed your destiny. Now the problem is, as you know, I'm telling you the truth. When God brings us up out of Master Pharaoh's house, he has to retrain our taste buds and our diet and our attitude and our worldviews and our preconceived notions about what is good. And God has a way of helping you understand you and I need to be taught all over again what it means to do to trust God. And that's what our first point is going to underscore. So by way of alliteration, please understand deliverance out of Egypt means learning dependence upon God in the wilderness. Now we're going to be hanging out with them in their 40-year sojourn, because apparently some of us are slow learners. Now, God meant for Israel to be able to go into the promised land in three months' journey. But because they didn't like his training program, he extended their stay at the Holiday Inn called the Wilderness of Sin for 40 years. Anybody keeping up with me? Now, you know I'm telling you Bible. I have to do it in a fashion like this because most people don't know their Bibles. But the reality is when God extends your trial, it's because you didn't get the lesson. You can blame anybody you want to, but God's not going to bring you out of your trial until you get your lesson because he's a good daddy. All right. So the first thing I want you to understand is deliverance out of Egypt is a clear and obvious thing that God sets up. And what he did in that night, this is going to be uh, 
Exodus uh, chapter 12, we're going to be looking at verses 37 through 40. And I want you to get a little emotion picture of it because it was an awesome night. I can't go into all the details here, but God had told Israel two weeks in advance, fat up, get your fatted calf ready to go. It has to be pure and clean and without spot and blemish. Get ready to go. And you can't go until I see the blood. And the blood pointed to the shed blood of Jesus, which is the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world, which means freedom for you and me was at the cost of God's son. Don't play with Passover because Passover now is going to be an event that carries us through three stages. Are y'all hearing me? Stage number one is giving us in our first sub point called out of Egyptian what? Slavery. This is what God said in Exodus 20, verse one and two. We're going to walk through these points. Now, the reason I'm lifting this up is because I have been very dismayed at the fact that most Christians are unlearning their Bible today. I'm very dismayed at that. And what I mean by that is my heart is saddened because when you and I don't know God's word, we have cut off our process of sanctification. When you cut off your process of sanctification, then you are more susceptible of the flood of lies that come to you in this world because you're not grounded in God's word. Am I making some sense? When you're not grounded in God's word and you get moved by the flood waters that comes out of the serpent's mouth, then you can easily be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. But when you are solidly rooted in the word of God, you are like a tree planted, stable immovable. And a lot of Christians are not because they've been playing games when it comes to reading their Bible carefully. And God spake all these words saying, I am the Lord, your God, which brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. You notice how God had to remind Israel that over and over again. You know how we had to often do with our kids. I'm your daddy. I'm your mama. Because you know how kids will get crazy on us like we did with our parents. And what God is about to do is teach Israel that Pharaoh is no longer your daddy. I'm your daddy. Is that good? No, look, I'm your daddy. Okay. I brought you out to be your papa, to be your Abba, for you to cry to me and no one else. This is what the text is teaching. I brought you out of bondage. Verse two, look at what it says in verse two. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall have no other gods before me. Do you see that? Won't get into the Hebrew language. What it really means is no other gods. Hurry up and rid yourself of the notion that you can have God plus others. No, there's only one true and living God. All the other gods are idols and especially the ones that you are producing in your heart. And what God says is, you have to learn how to see me as your total sufficiency, which means you have to counterman every idol that emerges in your heart that tries to usurp the place of God. See, the big battle of the wilderness is not in our secular world. It's in our hearts. That's the real battle. We can really learn that right now. We can really learn that. God loves you enough to tell you it's all about me. That is him. Look at verse four. One more. And we'll keep going. You shall not make unto you any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or on the earth, on the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You know what he's saying? Don't get caught up in imaginations. 
because no one has imagination that doesn't first correspond in what we call a symbiotic relationship with objects outside of yourself. You can't have a vision without seeing something. Am I making some sense? And what will happen with men and women is they'll get caught up in external information data and it will create ideas and concepts and imaginations in your mind and it will take on such powerful control that they become idols against God. I'm telling you the truth. And God says you have to learn how to actually eradicate or distance yourself from every imagination that exalts itself against the knowledge of Christ against you. Now, I I want you to understand you're going to be battling with that all the days of your life because your world is full of demons that loves to paint pictures of pseudo saviors to deliver you from your crisis. And if you don't take the word of God seriously, you won't have the shield of faith to be able to deal with the fiery darts that are coming to bring you into captivity. God says it's all about me and what God wanted to prove to Israel, which he wants to prove to you and me, is that you and I can trust him at every station and every situation in life. You simply have to seek his counsel and then believe it. So he tells them this here in the Decalogue. This is at the 10th, 10th journey. You know where we are right now, right? Mount Sinai. Israel is getting its identity right here. God is laying down to Israel. You're my people and this is the law. This is the law that you are to believe and this is the law that you are to do. You follow this law, then you demonstrate that I was the one that brought you out of Egypt. Does that make sense? That means your identity is wrapped up in who God is and what God did for you. Your identity is not outside of God. It's inside of God and your identity is framed and affirmed by the word of God. The word of God shapes you. The word of God guides you. The word of God sanctifies you. The word of God actually affirms that you're children of the living God. And when you and I do the word of God right, guess what the word of God does? Sets you free. If you are my disciple, you will continue in my word. And you will know the truth and the truth will constantly liberate you from every lie in the world. This is what God is trying to teach Israel. So now let's go back to Exodus chapter 12, verse 37. And here is the second instruction that God gave Israel while he was telling them, let's do Passover tonight. Because passing over is the way that God saves you and me. Look at it now. Look at it now. We got a little bit of work to do, but look at it in chapter 12. Uh, of Exodus verse 37. Listen, listen to carefully how Moses is instructing the children of Israel in verse 37 as we deal with Passover. And the children of Israel journeyed from where? Ramses. Mark that because Exodus 33 tells you that Ramses is where they started. Did y'all get that? Aunt Ramses is where they started. Pull up the map, sweetheart. Pull up the first map. I want them to get a visual of this because I want you to, I want you to, in a tactile, very physical, very substantial way, feel what it was like for over a million point three people to listen to God at one time and do what he says. Notice what we have here in our, on our, in our map. We have at the top, way up at the top, Ramses. Do you see that? My little indicator is not working like it ought to, but way up there at the top, you see Ramses? You guys see that? Now, from Ramses, this is our next verse. The next notable word that you're going to see that's not there between Ramses is, is Etham. Do you see Etham? Right there, did you see Ramses? You see Ethan? 
There's a word in between. There you go, sweetheart. Do y'all see Ramses? This is all the land of Egypt. You guys know this is where the Jews lived in the land of what? Goshen. They were at Ramses. This is the first stop. That will be uh, Numbers 33 around verse 5. There's another stop right here. We're getting ready to look at another map. This is called Succoth. We'll get there in a second. That will be the uh, what we actually officially the first stop. The second stop will be right here at Etham. And I want you to see between Ramses and Etham what scripture has to say. Because now we're coming up against the Red Sea. Y'all see this Red Sea? And we can really learn something about what it means to walk with God. Stage one, stage two, stage three. Etham is going to have them sitting right here. We can really learn something about that. Good. It was a visual to help you out. Look at what it says in verse 37 through 41. Just here's what God says. And the children of Israel journeyed from Ramses to where? Succoth. About 600,000 uh, on foot that were men besides children. You guys see that? So let me give you your numbers. 600,000 men having children means that they have wives. So now you get to go immediately from 600,000 to each wife, meaning we're at 1.2 plus children. Did that make some sense? Now, the reason they always leave the wives out is because we're dealing with what? A patriarchal paradigm. The heads of the home are the men. And so this is what we have even in the New Testament. When Jesus feeds the 5,000, it's 5,000 men plus women and children. Y'all got that, right? So I'm telling you, this was a large number of people. Verse 38, let's walk this through. I want to get to verse 41. And a mixed multitude went also up with them. Now, let me just mark that because this is going to help us as we work through our messages going forward. Arise, move, and go. The Hebrew people never knew anything about racism. Never. They never knew about God distinguishing between ethnic groups. These are the lies that you and I get bought. The only thing they knew to do was distinguish between religions. The worship of the one true and living God versus all the other false gods. And that's all the New Testament has ever taught you and me. That we are not to be unequally yoked, not ethnically, but spiritually. Am I making some sense? So the multitude coming out, God intentionally does not give the number. But may I say this multitude were lovers of the Hebrew people, but they were also loved by the Hebrew people. And the indication is that many of them over the 430 years that they were in Egypt had families together. We call this cross-pollinization. Does that make some sense? I can go deep into that, but I won't deal with it tonight. I'm simply letting you know they met Jehovah right along with Abraham, Isaac, and the 12 tribes. And they said, when you go, we leave it. They're trying to help you because people love to turn something that is good into something that is bad. And it never worked. It never worked. Okay. The Hebrew people were mixed with all kind of stuff. Am I making some sense? Going all the way back to Abraham with Hagar, going all the way to uh, uh, Joseph with his bride from Pharaoh and Ephraim and Manasseh all mixed up. When Moses comes to deliver them out, he coming with kids from an Egyptian woman. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. You need to overcome the false God of, of you know, self-superiority. You need because it's a distraction from the truth. The one true and living God is no respect of persons. He can use anybody, anytime, any way. And every now and then he loves to mix them up. 
because we got a savior who is the savior of all kinds of men. And he had a great mom, grandmama who was Ruth the Moabitess who hooked right on up with Brother Boaz and she became the mother of our master. Am I making some sense? I just thought I'd tap in that to let you know you can pick up on the ethnic uh, complexity if you want to and own God as the savior of all men and don't get wrapped up in this crap that's going on in our present generation. Verse 39, verse 39. And they baked unleavened cakes of dough, which they brought forth out of Egypt, for it was not leavened. This is called the unleavened bread of worship of God. You are to eat your lamb with unleavened bread. Unleavened means to be without contamination. It's a picture of being free from sin. It means the food we eat is not contaminated by the sinful attitude and pride inflating components of the world. Did that make some sense? Unleavened means to be free from sin. Here it is. Because they were thrust out of Egypt and could not tarry, neither had they prepared for themselves any victuals. Verse 40. This is one more. One more. Now the sojourning of the children of Israel who dwelt in Egypt was how many years? So this is what we want to get as we go to our next point, which is very clear. They have been there for 400 years. This is about eight generations, if not 10. 400 years is a long time. If you average out a generation for 40 years, that's 10 times over, right? A lot of generations. You know what that means? That means when you're under Pharaoh's rule, governed by Pharaoh, eating his food, living in his land, following his rules, for all intents and purposes, you are Egyptian, not Hebrew. This is why we're going to have so much trouble with them in their sojourn. Because they got to learn how to not only change their clothes, but their character. And that's the truth with you and me, too. When you're hanging out in the hood for 430 years and then you move and you get there, you bring a lot of hood with you. Listen, and it would be okay if it's good hood. If it's good hood, it works. Because there's some good in the hood. But it didn't start with the hood. The good came before we got to the hood because God has always taught us how to be good people. It's just once we get in the hood, we get it twisted. Once God brings you out, he wants you to bring good things like respecting your neighbor and loving your neighbor and being able to give each other a cup of bread or a cup of sugar, a loaf of bread or a cup of sugar or whatever. Care for one another. Now, am I making some sense? This is how we discover whether you're high or low, we're all the same. If God has wrought in you the ability to love him and love one another, we are all the same. It doesn't matter where you're from. It doesn't matter where you're from. Here it is. And so we're dealing with the first encampment and what they were supposed to do, having come out of 40 years of being jacked up. That's sub point A, called out of Egyptian slavery. That would be found in number 33.5. That is Ramses moving to Succoth. Look at numbers 33.5 just briefly. Uh, I want you to see we're moving from Ramses to Succoth. Y'all got that? This is a movement right down the street. And the children of Israel moved from Ramses and they pitched where? That would be their first journey. Now pull up the second map because I want them to see Succoth on the second map. This would be the here and here. We're up at Ramses. You guys see Ramses? This is where we are at first, right? Now we go down to where? Succoth is right there. This is Succoth. We're going to end up here in the Ethan area. But before we end up in the Ethan area, we're going to end up here at Piharirah. You guys see that? Piharirah. 
And we're getting ready to read that text now. So I'm showing you how your Bible is accurate geologically, geographically, as well as theologically. Your Bible is accurate. So fortunately, we have maps that give us ancient names of Israel. We have more contemporary names today, but this is accurate. It'll give you some idea about the journey. Now, this is a million and a half people being told by God, arise, move and go. And they're arising and moving and going. All this going on right here while Pharaoh is still alive. While Pharaoh is now changing his mind and mounting his army. While Pharaoh is on his way after you. Are y'all hearing with me? Because look, the enemy don't want you to leave his territory. He wants you. And God says, move from Ramses and come to Sakoth. We're getting close to this body of water we call what? The Red Sea. God knows where he go, he's going. God knows where he's going, but I could preach here for a whole hour because God went with them. In fact, he went before them. He led them by night with fire and by daytime, a pillar of cloud. So he's, they're not going by themselves. And what God had to teach them is you're not following Moses. You're following me. Moses happens to be my point, man. So we're going from Ramses to Sekar, and, and the text will clearly lay this out here for us in a second. So called out of Egypt, that was our first step. And now, sub point B, we are called to be conformed to the servant sonship of God. So I, we combine that term because to be a servant, you have to first be a son. To be a servant of God, you have to be a son of God because you must be born again. When you're born again, that means you're a son of the living God. Now, Jesus was the greatest servant God ever had, was he not? But he's also what? what? The son of God. Now, all of us who are children of God are sons of God, but we're called to be what? Servants of God. Do you know what that means? We need to obey daddy. We got to obey daddy. And what Israel is being taught now is how to obey God. Y'all follow that? Keep up with me. The first thing they were supposed to do, get a spotless lamb. Everything is about our savior. Fat him up for two weeks and offer him up. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. And God did exactly what he said, did he not? Now, this, the Israel and their families were inside their homes, a great picture of what we call the concealment principle as it was with Noah. Remember when Noah and his family were called into the ark and the ark door was shut, they were hiding in the chamber of God's grace until the wrath overpassed. That whole year was a judgment of God upon the world. You guys remember that? And then finally, God told Noah and his family to come on out. For Israel, it was just one night. One night where the blood on the doorpost protected the whole family against the angel of death that went everywhere in Egypt, killing every one of the firstborn boys of the Egyptians. God wasn't playing with Pharaoh, was he? Screaming and hollering, Pharaoh said, y'all can go. Now, as they move from Ramses to Succoth, that just took a few hours. And then they moved from Succoth to our next spot that we're dealing with now because they're being taught how to obey God. First stop means they arise, move in what? Second stop means they arise, move in what? And now we're coming to our third stop. This is chapter 14, verse 1 and 2. Look at chapter 14, verse 1 and 2. Notice what it says. And the Lord said, uh, and the Lord spake unto Moses saying, Speak unto the children of Israel that they turn and encamp before Pihahirah. Didn't we just see that on the map? 
turned and encamped before Pihahirot between Migdal and the sea over against Baal Zephon before it shall you encamp by the what? All right, God's giving them specific instructions. Pull that map back up. Let me show you what you're looking at. This is a journey, saints. You know, we, God can barely get 10.3 people to obey him, let alone a million point three. <laughs> they walked down the Succoth and then they had to come over to Pihahira. Do you guys see that? This here right on, on the edge. That's what the text says, the edge of the what? Red Sea. Do y'all see that? Do y'all know why God said, Israel, I want y'all to stop right here? Because he was setting up a trap against Pharaoh. Well, you have been listening to Way of Grace with Pastor Jesse Gastand from Grace Bible Church here in Hayward. If you have questions or comments about the program, maybe you would like to learn more about us here at Grace Bible Church in Hayward. Reach out to us by simply calling 510-886-9782, or you can visit our website, grace-bible.com. That's grace-bible.com. Sunday services here at the church are 1030 in the morning. Friday evening is our Friday evening Bible study at 630. And man, we've got friends of the ministry from all over the Bay Area who join us for this Friday night Bible study. It is an amazing time of God's Word and sweet fellowship in Christ. 6.30 in the evening Tuesdays, our prayer time and a short Bible study as well. These meetings, again, the directions and information of which you can find at our website, grace-bible.com, or by calling 510-886-9782. This program continues to air here on this radio station and on the World Wide Web because you partner with us financially and prayerfully. Thank you for your support. No gift is too small. No gift is too large. And you can either give on a monthly basis or it's a one-time gift. It is all tax deductible. And again, the biggest part of your partnership with us is that we get to continue ministering the gospel of grace here in the Bay Area and all over the world. Consider that as you contact us and join us again next time for another broadcast of Way of Grace with Pastor Jessica Stan. I don't care what they might say, we love Jesus anyway. I don't care what they might say, we love Jesus anyway. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.